the Bible in a Year with Manna. I'm your host, Richard Young. Join me as we experience God's Word together and grow in our relationship with Him. Today we'll be reading from the Berean Standard Bible, and the reading plan we're following is the One-Year Chronological Bible. Today is day 23, and we'll be reading from the book of Job, chapters 15, 16, 17, and 18. Let's dive in. Job chapter 15. Then Eliphaz, the Temanite, replied, Does a wise man answer with empty counsel or fill his belly with hot east wind? Should he argue with useless words or speeches that serve no purpose? But you even undermine the fear of God and hinder the meditation before him. For your iniquity instructs your mouth, and you choose the language of the crafty. Your own mouth, not mine, condemns you. Your own lips testify against you. Were you the first man ever born? Were you brought forth before the hills? Do you listen in on the counsel of God or limit wisdom to yourself? What do you know that we do not know? What do you understand that is not clear to us? Both the gray-haired and the aged are on our side, men much older than your father. Are the consolations of God not enough for you? Even words spoken gently to you? Why has your heart carried you away and why... Do your eyes flash as you turn your spirit against God and pour out such words from your mouth? What is man that he should be pure, or one born of woman that he should be righteous? If God puts no trust in his holy ones, if even the heavens are not pure in his eyes, how much less man who is vile and corrupt, who drinks injustice like water? Listen to me, and I will inform you. I will describe what I have seen what was declared by wise men and not concealed from their fathers, to whom alone the land was given when no foreigner passed among them. A wicked man rise in pain all his days. Only a few years are reserved for the ruthless. Sounds of terror fill his ears. In his prosperity, the destroyer attacks him. He despairs of his return from darkness. He is marked for the sword. He wanders about as food for vultures. He knows the day of darkness is at hand. Distress and anguish terrify him, overwhelming him like a king poised to attack. For he has stretched out his hand against God and has vaunted himself against the Almighty, rushing headlong at him with a thick studded shield. Though his face were covered with fat and his waistline bulges with flesh, he will dwell in ruined cities in abandoned houses destined to become rubble. He will no longer be rich. His wealth will not endure. His possessions will not overspread the land. He will not escape from the darkness. The flame will wither his shoots, and the breath of God's mouth will carry him away. Let him not deceive himself with trust in emptiness, for emptiness will be his reward. It will be paid back in full before his time, and his branch will not flourish. He will be like a vine stripped of its unripe grapes, like an olive tree that sheds its blossoms. For the company of the godless will be barren, and fire will consume the tents of bribery. They conceive trouble and give birth to evil. Their womb is pregnant with deceit. Job, chapter 16. Then Job answered, I have heard these things, many things like this. Miserable comforters are you all. 
Is there no end to your long-winded speeches? What provokes you to continue testifying? I could also speak like you if you were in my place. I could heap up words against you and shake my head at you. But I would encourage you with my mouth, and the consolation of my lips would bring relief. Even if I speak, my pain is not relieved. If I hold it back, how will it go away? Surely he has now exhausted me. You have devastated all my family. You have bound me, and it has become a witness. My frailty rises up and testifies against me. His anger has torn me and oppressed me. He gnashes his teeth at me. My adversary pierces me with his eyes. They open their mouths against me and strike my cheeks with contempt. They join together against me. God has delivered me to unjust men. He has thrown me to the clutches of the wicked. I was at ease, but he shattered me. He seized me by the neck and crushed me. He has set me up as his target. His archers surround me. He pierces my kidneys without mercy and spills my gall upon the ground. He breaks me with wound upon wound and rushes me like a mighty warrior. I have sewn sackcloth over my skin. I have buried my horn in the dust. My face is red with weeping. Deep shadows ring my eyes. Yet my hands are free of violence and my prayer is pure. O earth, do not cover my blood. May my cry for help never be laid to rest. Even now my witness is in heaven. My advocate is on high. My friends are my scoffers and my eyes pour out tears to God. Oh, that man might plead with God, as he pleads with his neighbor. For when only a few years are past, I will go the way of no return. Job 17. My spirit is broken. My days are extinguished. The grave awaits me. Surely mockers surround me. My eyes must gaze at their rebellion. Give me, I pray, the pledge that you demand. Who else will be my guarantor? You have closed their minds to understanding. Therefore, you will not exalt them. If a man denounces his friends for a price, the eyes of his children will fail. He has made me a byword among the people, a man in whose face they spit. My eyes have grown dim with grief. My body is but a shadow. The upright are appalled at this, and the innocent are stirred against the godless. Yet a righteous one holds to his way, and the one with clean hands grows stronger. But come back and try again, all of you, for I will not find a wise man among you. <laughs> my days have passed. My plans are broken off, even the desires of my heart. They have turned night into day, making light seem near in the face of darkness. If I look for Sheol as my home, if I spread out my bed in darkness and say to corruption, you are my father, and to the worm, my mother, or my sister, where then is my hope? Who can see any hope for me? Will it go down to the gates of Sheol? Will we go down together into the dust? Job chapter 18. Then Bildad the Shuhite replied, how long? until you end these speeches. Show some sense, and then we can talk. Why are we regarded as cattle or stupid in your sight? You who tear yourself in anger, should the earth be forsaken on your account, or the rocks be moved from their place? 
Indeed, the lamp of the wicked is extinguished, and the flame of his fire does not glow. The light in his tents grows dark, and the lamp beside him goes out. His vigorous stride is shortened, and his own schemes trip him up. For his own feet lead him into a net, and he wanders into its mesh. A trap seizes his heel, and a snare grips him. A noose is hidden in the ground, and a trap lies in his pass. Terrors frighten him on every side, and harass his every step. His strength is depleted, and calamity is ready at his side. It devours patches of his skin. The firstborn of death devours his limbs. He is torn from the shelter of his tent and is marched off to the king of terrors. Fire resides in his tent. Burning sulfur rains down upon his dwelling. The roots beneath him dry up, and the branches above him wither away. The memory of him perishes from the earth. He has no name in the land. He is driven from light into darkness. He is chased from the inhabited world. He has no offspring or posterity among his people, no survivor where he once lived. Those in the west are appalled at his fate, and those in the east tremble in horror. Surely such is the dwelling of the wicked, the place of one who does not know God. Father, thank you for your goodness. We praise you for sending your word to us and revealing yourself to us out of your great love for us. Father, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. In day 23 here, Job can't really catch a break from his friends coming after him. (laughs) So we start off with Eliphaz. It's coming after him saying, you hinder meditation before God. Mm. The things you are doing make it hard for me to be in his presence. Is that kind of what he's saying there? Or or is he just saying that Job is preventing himself from meditating on Mm. God? Mm. He is saying that Job's words get between him and God. But you kind of wonder... Since, since our Father is a God of relationship, what is, the, what is this real relationship between the friends and Job? Did they really mm. know him? You know, all they have, are, again, are natural ways of looking at the world and reasoning. I chuckle a little bit. The wise don't engage in empty chatter. What good are such words? Have you no fear of God, no reverence for him? That's his friend? These are his best friends? And... Sometimes you, you have to consider where are you going, what are you going to do, and, and often when somebody really is suffering, just showing up, just being with them, and you, you may or may not have to say anything. Because they see, you know, Job, Job's real comfort came when they were just there, sitting together in sackcloth and ashes. Yeah, and then they had the irresistible urge to keep talking, and they they keep saying things that mm. if you have a friend in suffering, you may know that some of these things are not what they would want to hear. And Job eventually goes into part of why this is also egregious. Mm. He talks about the lack of comforters, but again, we're, we're jumping ahead. Yeah, uh, just, just a little bit ahead. So well, I want to finish what Eliphaz says here. With He says, Job, you are corrupt. And the wisdom of men is upon you, but not the wisdom of God. So he's talking some good things there. The wisdom of men is different from the wisdom of God. He also implies that you're an evil man because evil men prosper for a while and then they're struck down. 
Mm. So you're like this. You were wealthy, and then God brought you down because you were wicked. Mm. And then he comes in, like we said. Uh, Job comes back in and says that you're terrible at this. You are bad at comforting somebody who is struggling. <laughs> yeah, the, another translation says, what miserable comforters you are. Won't you ever stop blowing hot air? <laughs> it's, it's, that's, that's Job's very poignant response to Eliphaz and, and essentially all three friends because they keep harping on the fact that, look, if you were good, this wouldn't happen to you. It, you could not have possibly had all your children taken away, your wealth destroyed, all this in a single day. There's no way it happens without God, is what they're saying, and that it had to be because of a sin. Mm. Mm. And his answer was, why, why aren't you helping? Like, Why mm-hmm. aren't you encouraging me and counseling me? He again, though, says that God attacked him. God came after him. Is Job kind of accusing that God is the one who smote him, if you will. Mm-hmm. God gets a lot of blame for things that the adversary does. Whether it's whether it's words that come at us from well-meaning friends or or even natural disasters, people don't blame the devil. And what we see in the book of Job is that our adversary is actually the one who brings so much suffering on mankind and on individuals. And and I love verse twenty-one of sixteen again. I need someone to mediate between God and me as a person mediates between friends. And let's just, let's just dwell on that word friend for half a second because our Lord Jesus says, I'm not calling you servants or slaves anymore. I'm calling you friends. Where am I going? I'm going to my God and your God, my Father and your Father. And just that level of relationship and intimacy that Jesus Christ, the true mediator between God and man, has established for us Job's hinting at. Riley was sharing today, and, and he was talking about nuggets, Easter eggs, if you will, little, little things that point us to who is Jesus Christ? Because that is the most important question that you and I will ever be faced with, Uriah. Who do you say I am? Yeah. And Job is really looking for God in all this, and mm-hmm. he's still trying to seek his counsel but he comes back to his misery again mm. as he's concluding here. He mm-hmm. talks about his face being red with weeping, that he, a man pleads with God as Job, probably in this case, pleaded with his neighbors. He says, mm. as a man in misery might plead with his neighbors. Mm-hmm. And Job talks about being ready to die. His spirit is broken. And the part that I like out of this in his pleading is he says, who else will be my guarantor than mm. God? implication there is who can bring me out of this besides God because the wealth issues right he allegedly these are his friends so they could have helped him rebuild the family eh, he could have eventually had another wife but the health no matter what no one but God can bring your health back to you from this point when he is down to his skin and bones. Mm. His friends imply that bones Mm. that should be hidden are revealed. Mm -hmm. And they're not just saying that because 
That's a description of misery. They're saying that because Job is in that condition. It mm-hmm. talks about food being detested, so he's not eating mm. because of how much pain he's in. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he, he's gotten to the hope of no, the place of no hope. 17 verse 16 says, No, my hope will go down with me to the grave, and we will rest together in the dust. Mm. Absolute despair. But wait. Here comes Bildad with a little more encouragement. He's the best encouragement you could ever get. End your speeches so we can talk some sense into you. Stop talking to me. I'm going to talk to you. Mm. Basically, if I could sum up the first few lines that he says, that's what it says. Mm -hmm. And then throughout his rebuttal to Job, again, just keeps implying that he must have been wicked Mm. to bring all this calamity upon him. Mm Mm-hmm. He ends with people in the West are appalled at their fate. People in the East are horrified. I mean, everybody looks, and they will say, oh, this was the home of a wicked person, the place of one who rejected God. And actually, we know God's own testimony about Job at the beginning of the book was, hey, have you considered my servant? He's righteous. There's nobody like him. And Job will have a few things to say in response to Bildad, but that's, that's for another day. And we just want to thank you again for joining us. We look forward to being with you again tomorrow for day 24 of The Bible in a Year with Manna.